Good day to you. Hope you're having a wonderful day. We are reading in the book of Revelation. We are ready to read chapter 9. Now last time we read chapter 8. And in chapter 8 the seventh seal was opened. And at the end of that a solitary eagle was flying mid-heaven, meaning high above the earth where it could be seen by everyone. And he was crying, woe, woe, woe to those who dwell on the earth because of the remaining blasts of the trumpets which the three angels are about to sound, which are the ever greater judgments, because they've already had four trumpets sound after the seventh seal was open. So, the seventh seal was open and the trumpets began to sound, and that was chapter 8. Now here in chapter 9, the fifth angel is going to sound their trumpet, and we're going to move forward with these judgments. I am reading in the Amplified Bible. This is the book of Revelation, chapter 9. Then the fifth angel sounded his trumpet, and I saw a star, angelic being, that had fallen from heaven to the earth, and the key of the bottomless pit, or abyss, was given to him, the star angel. He opened the bottomless pit, and smoke like smoke of a great furnace flowed out of the pit, and the sun and the atmosphere were darkened by the smoke from the pit. Then out of the smoke came locusts upon the earth, and power to hurt was given to them, like the power which the earth's scorpions have. They were told not to hurt the grass of the earth, nor any green thing, nor any tree, but to hurt only the people who do not have the seal, the mark of ownership or protection of God on their foreheads. Remember, there were 144,000 that were sealed, that were marked, protected. They were not permitted to kill anyone, but to torment and cause them extreme pain for five months. And their torment was like the torment from a scorpion when it stings a man. And in those days, people will seek death and will not find it, and they will long to die to escape the pain, but will discover that death evades them. So they're going to be so tortured by these things, they're going to be so hurt all the time and aggravated for five months that they're going to want to kill themselves. They're going to want to kill themselves, but they'll find that they cannot do it. That they cannot die. The locusts resembled horses prepared and equipped for battle, <clears throat> and on their heads appeared to be something like golden crowns, and their faces resembled human faces. They had hair like the hair of women, and their teeth were like the teeth of lions. They had breastplates, scales like breastplates made of iron, and the whirring noise of their wings was like the thunderous noise of countless horse-drawn chariots, chariots charging at full speed into battle. They have tails like scorpions, and stingers in their tails is the power to hurt people for five months. Oh, I, I read that slightly off. I thought that sounded odd. <clears throat> they have tails like scorpions and stingers, and in their tails is the is their power to hurt people for five months. So that's where that that pain, that torment is going to come from. They have as king over them the angel of the abyss, the bottomless pit. In Hebrew, his name is Abaddon, destruction, and in Greek he is called. Apollyon. I'm probably not saying that right. Apollyon? Apollyon? Anyway, destroy your king. 
The first woe has passed. Behold, two woes are still coming after these things. Then the sixth angel sounded his trumpet, and I heard a solitary voice from the four horns of the golden altar which stands before God, saying to the sixth angel who had the trumpet, Release the four angels who are bound at the great river Euphrates. So the four angels who had been prepared for the appointed hour and day and month and year were released to kill a third of mankind. The number of the troops of Calvary was twice ten thousand times ten thousand, two hundred million. So the number of the troops of Calvary was twice two hundred million, so it would be about four hundred million. I heard the number of them, and this is how I saw the horses and their riders in my vision. The riders had breastplates, the color of fire and of hyacinth, which is sapphire blue, and of brimstone yellow. And the heads of the horses looked like the heads of lions, and from out of their mouths came fire and smoke and brimstone, burning sulfur. A third of mankind was killed by these three plagues, by the fire and the smoke and the brimstone that came from the mouths of the horses. For the power of the horses to do harm is in their mouths and in their tails. For their tails were like serpents and have heads, and it is with them that they do harm. The rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues did not repent, even then of the works of their hands, so as to cease worshipping and paying homage to the demons and to the idols of gold and of silver and of bronze and of stone and of wood, which can neither see nor hear nor walk. And they did not repent of their murders nor of their sorceries, their drugs, intoxications it mentions here, nor of their sexual immorality, nor of their thefts. And you can read that without the extra stuff, and you can just say, they did not repent of their murders, nor their sorceries, nor of their immoralities, nor of their thefts. Because immorality would cover a wide variety of things, not just sexual, but it would cover sexual as well. So even here, the people that are left are so deceived and so caught up in that snare of, you know, of immorality and things that they're doing and believing that, you know, wrong is right and right is wrong. They're so deceived and caught up in that thinking that they do not repent even after all they're going through and all they've been through. They're not repenting. The people that are left, okay? That kind of implies that maybe the people who are gone did repent. But it doesn't come right out and say that. But here it says the rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues did not repent even then. So they kept doing evil. They kept worshiping idols and demons and you know, they keep doing that. And and if you think about it, you know, when if you if you don't believe and you just keep chasing after these same things, I guess that will never end. You will always be like that and you will keep chasing after that unless you unless you change and turn you know your heart turns to God so it's horrible to think of people not repenting and not you know after going through all of that's described here 
you would think everyone would want to repent, but they're so deceived and they don't believe and they, they won't turn away from what they want and what they're doing. So it's it's hard to believe that people are that way, but then when you look at real life we have people who commit horrible acts of of murder and other things that are even worse than murder in our eyes. And uh you know, they go to prison, they go to death row, whatever, but they they never repent, they never feel sorry for it. They uh a lot of them well, no, let's not say that. I know from things I've seen and and read, but things I've also seen. Some of them, they never feel compassion or feel bad about what they've done. They never repent or feel any remorse for what they've done. Some of them just don't. I think they are so deceived and so caught up in evil that they just they just don't see it. They don't understand um, the godly loving, caring point of view. They only see things through whatever, that distorted deception. And they think what they do is perfectly fun. So they never feel remorse for it. We do have, I don't think there's a lot of people like that, but there are a few. I've seen, you know, I've seen documentaries, I've seen them interviewed and talk, and and they really, you know, that's really what they think and believe. So, it's something to be aware of. It's, I know it's hard to believe that people would go through all this and not repent, but we do see that even today. They're sitting there waiting death or, or just in prison forever, and they never, they never feel sorry or feel remorse or never turn to God. They never change their ways. So that can happen. All right, so that is Revelation chapter 9. You know, one thing I would say is that we need to make sure that we at least give these people a chance to hear the truth and to come to the truth. I mean, we can't make them choose God and choose life, but we need to make sure that we are putting this out there as much as we can and make sure that everyone has the opportunity to at least read and hear and see the truth. That's, I mean, that's what we need to do. That's what we have to do. All right. That's Revelation chapter 9. I want to thank you for listening. I hope you have a wonderful day. May God bless you and keep you safe. And remember, God loves you.